So from the Gunshine State Podcast, this right here is your boy 305. And it's your boy Black, and y'all already know we turn it up every time we in the motherfucking building. And we in the motherfucking building, nigga. Uh, I ain't got my gunshots going on, something going on with my sound pad. I don't know, so, but y'all already know. Pop, 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 pop. And, um. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> 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 and, uh, we got a special guest in the building, man. The homie Raw from No Love, man. What's going on, man, homie? Welcome to the hey, building. Hey. Welcome to the building. Love, you already know. Welcome to Appreciate the building, having homie. Me. You know, Gunshine State. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, we no. here. We here. We just here. We 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 appreciate you coming to the Gunshine State, man. You uh, we know you're a busy man. Oh yeah. You are super busy. You can't. You pulled up in this bitch in the uh. That bitch was nice. Though. <laughs> that bitch in the presidential, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm, gonna leave it like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all we gotta say. It was presidential type shit, and you multiple businesses. It's a Corolla, y'all. It's a Corolla. Yeah, presidential, <laughs> presidential though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, multiple businesses, man. Uh, legendary, legendary dude in Duval, man. And uh, like I say, man, we just appreciate you, man. Stopping by the Gunshot State, dog. Celebrations, man. I appreciate you, man. We appreciate you, Raw. Definitely, definitely. Right, let's go. I took all my shots. That's how I got four kids. <laughs> I hear you. Woo. All right. So on that note, what we like to do right now is really like delve into our week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's see how 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 shit was going. I'm gonna start off with Black, bro. How you? How you been doing, bro? How was your week? Man, my week was pretty good. You know, celebrating, seeing a whole another week. David celebrating being here with y'all boys. Um, last past weekend, you know, I kind of like went down to Miami, chilled with my daughter, play, got into a little playing pool. Um, look at some properties I'm thinking about investing in. Most in the middle of the weekend, back, you know, knocked them miles out through the um the truck job, and I'm back here. So you know, you that's definitely how. the damn truck job, boy. That shit does. <laughs> that shit that put it on you, boy. Oh yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> I called you yesterday. I was uh I was up there by your house. Uh, I called you yesterday. I was gonna pull up, mm. but obviously you were asleep. Yeah, <laughs> out of there, man. I think that put a wool away. You know, I put a thing on you, boy. Definitely. 
How was yours, big dog? Bro, how was your week, Shit, man? Man, my week is busy as fuck every week, man. <laughs> Man, it don't stop, man. It just don't stop, man. There's always shit going on, mm. you know, at the restaurant, you know, with the music, with, you know, kids, you know what I'm saying, being in school. Mm. I got two in college, you know what I'm saying? So, it's a, it's always something, you know what I'm saying? I hear that. I definitely hear that. Always <laughs> something going you got on. got two kids in college. Dang, boy. That's yeah. what's up. Black don't crack, boy. Uh-huh, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. And you look young, too. You feel me? <laughs> Definitely. Sheesh. Yeah, trust me, man. It's a struggle out here. You know, you gotta keep on the ground with it, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I look at it as a struggle when you when you let it be a struggle because you know everybody got their problems, everybody got their ups and downs, but it's all about how you handle it and how you attack it. You know what I mean? Definitely. That's what's up, That's though. That's a fact. What about you? What you five? Oh, he was with his eight jump. Why, you, <laughs> bro? That you sound real weird calling me that. I don't do that. <laughs> Five, what it is? Oh <laughs> uh, man, this week has been um, this week has been great. Shit, uh, got got a chance to take care of some business that I've been putting off. Um, the uh, the podcast, the the network is moving, it's moving fast. Mm. Uh, me and my, my wife had sat here and uh, she asked me the other day, did um, did I envision what's going on? On how fat well and what's going on for the network when we started, I told her yeah, like like because this is this is exactly what what we was talking about the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Without without no um, without no hesitations, man. Like you know how people be asking like, oh, uh, did you expect yourself to be here? And goddamn right, (laughs) nigga from the from the get go. Like this is this this is exactly what I wanted, you know what I'm saying? But the um, the expedientness, I don't know if that's a word, but how fast how fast I like it. I think I'll start using it. Yeah, I'm I'm picking up exactly what you're saying. Sometimes you need to do shit expedient. Yeah, yeah. So how fast the shit is is growing is crazy. That was that did catch me off guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got we got the Gunshot State podcast, which is the flagship podcast that's been here day one. Me and my bro, you know what I'm saying, and 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 another friend of ours that's that's no longer with us, but shouts out to her still. You know what I'm saying, and um, we've been grinding doing that, and then we done picked up the Two Perspectives podcast, which is me and my wife, the relationship podcast, and marriage. So we talk about that. We bring couples in here. We talk about talk about that's what's going on. We got the No Name podcast. With Reva K and Kurson, which is just crazy funniness, you know what I'm saying? Because she's a comedian, and Kurson's just stupid. The Petty Lives Matter podcast, like, yeah. and we out. Like, we got to be there at all these places, you know hey, what I'm saying? Man, <laughs> Sometimes you put things out there, man. Oh, that's a great fucking thing. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you put things out there, you never know how you, you um, what you get back from it. You know what I mean? You'd be surprised. Oh, well, I'm just going to do this a little bit, but turn it to a... A whole success, an empire type thing. You oh, know what I mean? Trust me, I know, man. Trust me, I know. <laughs> that's a fact. That's, so that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh Monday we went out to smoke and word, oh. which was which was pretty cool, man. Like I've been trying to get out there too because I had a couple of people been inviting me trying to go out there with them, but you know, just like you said, that road that road be tearing me up. Well, I be laying down. Shit, on Mondays we shoot the uh the four sportsmen podcast, so. They just so happen to, 
Yeah, that's a dope one too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We shoot the Four Sportsman podcast here on Mondays. Um, So they just so happen not to shoot this week. So my wife, she uh, she's in. She I want to say she manages a band that had to perform at Smoking Word on Monday. So we went out there to watch them and everything. But you know. Shit, I know Biz and everybody that's been in that bit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Moses Oak was there. Yeah. So it was a vibe. So Shouts to Moses. That's a dope name, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about time for you to come back too, bro. Just putting that out there. <laughs> <laughs> so Smoking Word was dope on Monday. A nice little spot where you can uh, go smoke your weed, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's up. Like, in the club, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they ain't nobody ain't nobody fucking with you. you vibe, they sponsored by they sponsor by the Miracle Marijuana uh people, which is the Gunshine State is too, so um Dope. Uh yeah, man, it was just a vibe, bro. So and that yeah. was pretty much the week. It's like something different. That was the that was the biggest difference. Cause niggas is grown, man. Like really going out to the club and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard to do, bro. Yeah, that's it to do, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta write your will before you go to the club. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be like, well, I'm leaving this to y'all. If I make it back, let me, Damn, let me bro, drop this crazy. off to you. I'm gonna go ahead and bring this over to my mom's house. I'm gonna pick it up if I'm cool after the club, mom. Yeah, that's All true. Right? That is true. That's when you get grown, you stop going to club. You If you do still want to go out, you end up going to like spoken word. Yeah. And, like going to a pub. Just go to play a little pool here. And like when I go down to Miami, you know, Miami is really wild. And then when I don't go to clubs down there at all, none of the clubs, but I go to like a little biker club. I mean, well, the biker yeah, bar. Yeah, we don't even go to like the club clubs because all the clubs on. The, the real clubs that everybody go to is on South Beach and nigga don't fuck around on South Beach. <laughs> so we be in the little Let's, pool halls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, little, a little pool with the grown people that with the little bikers and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, can get stabbed, not shot. <laughs> you feel me? Feel and you. the only way you get stabbed is you fucking with them. You yeah, don't no fuck. <laughs> that's, that's the way to go, man. I'm telling you, man. I like, yeah. I like to go around grown people that got the same idea as me, man. I want to go have a good time and go right back to the crib. Yeah, that is man. a fact. There's nothing like getting dressed up for your fucking funeral, you know? Man, oh. ain't that some shit. That's what's going down, man. That ain't some shit. That's some shit to say, boy. I mean, it's real, though. I mean, come on, man. You get, you put on your best outfit, and you wind up motherfucking dying at the fucking club, man. It's like, like uh, that's a fucking tragedy, you know? It's a fucking tragedy, man, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's crazy, like, so, so you... For you to even say that, man, let's 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 let's, let's get into it, man. Raw from no love, bro. Like for people who who, and that's very few who listen to this podcast. That's very very few. So, but for the people who don't, like we got people in Minnesota that listen too. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Kalamazoo. <laughs> so for the people who don't know Raw from no love, man, just give us a brief little background on you, dog. Well, shit, man, I'm a hustler, you know what I'm saying? Everything uh, I do came from the muscle, man. Uh, you know, uh, rap, you know, grinded out of golf fair for so long, man. I did a, did a radio show at 105.7. I had my own club, the Pentagon, shout out, you know what I'm saying? We did the underground over on Timaquana before, which is basically like a juke joint, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, then I got, you know, legal with it and actually opened up the Pentagon. But before that, I was doing, you know, promoting, had my own website, DuvalCountyLove.com, which mm. was like the shit before Facebook came and knocked us off, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sheesh. Uh, 
you know, had a label, Motown Music Group. You know, we were the first NMG before NMG. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm saying? Man. So, I mean, uh, you know, the, the shit just keep going, you know. Uh, then I opened up a restaurant. You know, well, before that, I'm in a band, rock band called Ask Me If I Care. You know, we still doing shows and shit. Uh, you know, that's, that's why you can't not judge a book's by its cover, bro. You do not look like you would be in a rock band, bro. bro you tell me that, bro. It's we like, was going to get to all that, but he going. I'm going to let him go. <laughs> you I'm know, it's like, it just like, like, wow, like a rock band? That's what's up. Continue. I just wanted yeah. to say that. <laughs> it's love. It's love. Um, now, you know, I own a restaurant, Trap House Chicken, THC. THC. You know oh, what that's I'm saying? What's up? Uh, west side's on the south side. Well, yeah. we're, uh, we're actually building one over here on the west, and we got a... Uh, we're on the south side behind uh, Taco Bell on Merrill Road. Okay. We was on Justina, which is how Trap House Chicken came. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm. Okay, cool. You that know? was what's up. So, definitely going to check that out. Please definitely. do. Please do. Rated number one in the city. I'm trying yeah. to find you know? the best spots, man. I'm, you know, from from Miami. I'm trying to find the spots. Yeah, like I said, rated the number one, you know. Yeah, Google, check it out. That's a fact. Definitely, because they have been on best eats and the thing that my wife been on and shit like that. Oh, okay. I don't been on. You know what I'm saying? That's Got a couple of pieces of chicken. You know what I'm mm, saying? Mm. The uh, I was there when um, what was the goal? What what was the goal when you was pitching names for the goal? Uh, Acapulco gold. Yeah. Oh man. Acapulco gold. <laughs> yeah. He had the. You don't eat pork, but he had the fried ribs. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So. Definitely trap house chicken, man. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, definitely. That you were saying though. Yeah, man. Just uh, basically, uh, I do what the fuck I want. Hey, uh, that's, that's the whole life. bone, right? That's Presidential Corolla outside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta enjoy life, man. I'm definitely, blessed. Definitely, man. You know, I got four kids. You know, I got a wife of since high school. You know, so I mean, over twenty years there. You Congratulations. know, congratulations. I mean, that's what's up. You know, I got two kids. Uh, I mean, two kids in college. One uh, graduated from FSU. They're Sheesh. getting a master's in uh, San Diego State. Other one got a scholarship to JU. He plays the violin. Um, hey, shouts wow. out to you, my G. Yeah, all my kids are talented, man. That's what's up. <laughs> I put them all in violin when they were like uh, in like the second and third grade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, violin and piano is one of the things when you kind of like get into it. Everything else kind of fall in place yeah. for you. Definitely. Well, I knew I couldn't deal with the public school system, so mm. I figured a way to cheat. You know, Damn. they all went to La Villa, Douglas Anderson, which is, you know, the number one school in the nation. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When it comes to like art schools and shit like that. Oh, so shit. you know, you gotta Sorry. find a way around things. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I knew the public schools wasn't shit because I went to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Forest graduate or West Side High now. I'm about to say so. Let's get into that. Shout out to you, Tayo. Uh, Change the name on that motherfucker. Shouts out to Mateo, man. Yeah. Um, you, so, you from the west side, man. Yeah. Right? 103rd. 103rd. College Road, you know, all that good shit and everything in between. So, uh, and, you know, uh, growing up on the west side, bro, like, and then making your, I want to, for lack of a better term, making your bones on the west side. You know what I'm saying? Like, speak to that. Well, shit, the West Side, man, believe it or not, man, was... Not to cut you off, but to cut you <laughs> off. I tell my brother, uh, West Side is more like Carrot City, right there in front of the... Uh, checkers. No, right by the Checkers, but in front of Carrot City School, in front Five of the hours. school. No, in front of the high school. Like, where the house oh, is at, okay, okay. and shit I like that, where them niggas... Where them niggas... 
what if niggas got money, but they'll still bust your ass? <laughs> <laughs> so speak to that with yeah. the West Side, bro. Yeah, man, the West Side was like, uh, it's diverse, you know what I'm saying? You got, you know, white people, black people, and everything in between all congregating together. It's not like the North Side where, you know, in some parts of the North Side, you won't even see no white people, you know what mm. I'm saying? Uh, whereas the West Side, you know, you got white people that call you nigga over there, but in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, but on the real, you know, it's a uh, it's a different type of shit to grow to grow up in because you would think with the diversity, you know what I'm saying, it'd be better, but it ain't. It's worse because mm. when you're in places where it's uh, where segregation doesn't exist. It's worse because when you're in all white neighborhoods, they're going to fucking take care of you. When you're in all black neighborhoods, they're still going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. that's where all the football players go. That's where all the, the you know, the Congress people go because they want that black vote. You know what I'm saying? Hell, right, I did a right, show right, for right. Obama right at fucking, fucking uh, Norwood. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. You, you, you did a show for well, Obama? Well, it was a whole bunch of artists. You know what I'm saying? But you, but, but you was there. Yeah. You, you performed for Obama. Yeah, it was for the when he was running for president. The first time? Yeah. Oh, that's you know, that was that grassroots hey, that's shit. That's what's up, man. Jeez. That's what's up. Yeah, that was that grassroots shit, you know what I'm saying? But uh but that's the whole point, you know, ain't nobody coming to the fucking west side for shit cuz right. you know it's too spread apart and you got poor white trash, you got poor black people, you got some middle class black people, some middle class white people, so ain't nobody really checking for that. You either gotta be at the top of the list or the bottom of the list. There's ain't nothing between, huh? Ain't nothing right. in between. Mm. So, you know, so the West Side kinda get neglected when it comes to, you know, people giving a fuck. You know, so over there, pretty much, that's why you have gangs formed on the West Side before any other side of town. You know, now they're everywhere, you know what I'm right. saying? But that gang shit was like unheard of in Jacksonville on the north side, the east side, west side, you know, they had their little cliques, but there wasn't no gangs. But on the west side, it was gangs since the beginning. You know what I'm saying? It was Crips, it was Bloods, it was Vice Lords, it was Gangster Disciples, all that shit. So what what what, what time is what time is this that you're talking about? Like time mid time frame. This is in the nine this is the nineties, going into the two thousands and shit like that. Mm, Ninety nine, yeah, two thousand. Yeah, going in that direction, you know what I'm saying? So uh it got crazy out there for a while, you know, because you got to realize, like, all those schools, you know, like, those shootings, like, from, like, the highways and all that shit that used to make national news, mm -hmm. that was West Side motherfuckers, and that was gangs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. So that wasn't, like, just niggas throwing shit off the motherfucking side of the bridge. That was gangbangers doing stupid shit, you mm. know? It was a lot of shit like that, but now, like I said... Whole city doing stupid shit. Everybody gangbanging. Everybody affiliated now. So, but you know, Westside had nobody. So that's why the gangs formed because they needed some type of camaraderie, some type of people mm. to form together, and make some type of family shit happen. You know, because it's a, also a lot of military that came right, here. Right, 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 right. The base and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, was the base always here, or did it come like the late nineties or? Well, I'm not from Jacksonville. I oh, can't okay. tell you that wow. much information. It's a lot of these niggas that are Duval legends, but ain't from Duval. <laughs> that's the motherfucking truth, man. Jeez. Wow. Because that's the thing. That's what made Duval <clears throat> what it is. 
Duval, what it is, is the fact that um, you had people, and, and especially when it came to this music scene. Mm-hmm. And see, that's also a big part of what I played, what role I played in Jacksonville's music scene back in those days is what, that you had people like me from up north you know what I'm saying? That know the hustle, know how to get into music, know about the show, know about the promoters. And then you have people that's from, you know, Jacksonville in the South that really don't know or didn't know about how shows were conducted, how you're supposed to put things together and shit like that. So it was like a lick. You seen it. It's like when you came in, you go somewhere and you's like, it's a million dollar spot, but they don't have no right. idea what to do with it. That's exactly so, want, sort of like Sort of like how when we came up here and feel like, Jacksonville was moving slower than what yeah, exactly. we yeah. were uh-huh. down in you Miami. You seen the lick and you took advantage right. of it. it makes so, sense. And so what I saw was, you know, because we made music, you know what I'm saying? I started out, you know, really just doing some hood shit. And when we made music, it was like, okay, we made some songs and shit. Where are we going to perform this shit at? Mm. There was no fucking place to perform fucking music. Like, zero places, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, bands were playing everywhere. You know, you had fucking Fred Durst and them boys getting deals and shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, all kinds of motherfuckers Dirt. out here. <laughs> getting fucking, because they had the milk bar. They had places where they could perform, whereas us as artists, we perform nowhere nigga you performed at your house nigga in mm. front of your friends and family nigga that was your you know um, platform there right and mm. then at some point you know you start trying to open for these shows that are coming down here and you got people uh promoters like well nigga you want to get on stage you got to pay money mm-hmm. and Nigga, if you rapping back then, you ain't making no money to nah, pay exactly. somebody to yeah, get on exactly. this motherfucking stage. And this is before, you know, all the hustlers and the drug dealers started coming in the game and saying, oh, well, we'll pay that little $500 to jump in front of Lil Wayne, nigga. We don't give a fuck. That yeah. ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it became lucrative for promoters to start getting money to get mm-hmm. before they get on stage and shit. So what happened with me was I would notice, you know, like the backpackers and shit would have fucking shows. And I'd be like, how the fuck are y'all getting clubs to let y'all perform? And then you would go to these places and it'd be white boys and shit that's, mm-hmm. of course, behind a yeah, lot of the exactly. shows and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go to these places. I'm like, y'all got a whole fucking club and it's five people in this bitch. <laughs> because no one wanted to hear that backpack shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can respect it but nobody really wanted to come and see the shit. You're, you're not even from here. So y'all are doing these shows that's catering to backpackers in the middle of the Southern fucking revolution of fucking <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nobody want to hear that fucking mystical God shit at that time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It was past that point. We want to hear some gangster shit, mm-hmm. you know? So it got to the point where I, I was like, I know a lot of niggas because you know I was out here selling CDs getting shaking hands basically politic and I didn't realize at the time but you know you run into a lot of people on the grind selling their CDs mm-hmm. you run into clicks you start going over their motherfucking hoods rapping with them and shit and, and all that what you put out there will come back to you yeah so what I saw was 
You got all these niggas from Jacksonville. Nigga, they got aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, mm-hmm. nieces, nephews. All them people want to see little John John perform. Mm-hmm. Nigga, if you can connect little John John with these backpack niggas and get little John John in the fucking venue, mm-hmm. you gonna make some fucking money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I put little John John with motherfucking mystical stars over here and put them in the same building. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I created in Jacksonville. I brought that, because, you know, I, I'm from up north, so I know all the backpackers. Mm. But I love the fucking ghetto shit, nigga. I see what so, you mean. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it was told to me that uh, you were one of the first people to to put on, like, a showcase, like, outside of the norm, the normal people who were doing what they were doing here. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to say, like, for lack of a better term, the machine. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. You know what I'm saying? Because I looked at it like, because that was, I was in a group called No Love, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And when we tried to come out as a, you know, group, nigga, our first show was in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't even get a show in Jacksonville. You know what I'm saying? Our first show, I think, was at Freaknik in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? And that mm. shit was live. You know what I'm saying? We was in the fucking open-air stage in the middle of fucking downtown Atlanta performing. And that was mm. the first time I seen niggas do mosh pits. And this is like 90... This is like, I don't know, 99, 2000, somewhere around mosh there. Mm. And motherfucker, I seen niggas in Atlanta moshing and shit, calling out their fucking zones and shit. I was... Mind blown, mm. you know what I'm saying? But that that was our first show, you know what I'm saying? So I got to Jacksonville, and I was hype off of that. Like, yo, I want to get a show. Nigga, you couldn't get a show to save your motherfucking life. <laughs> you couldn't get on stage anywhere, anytime. No one wanted rappers, none of that shit, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just basically sold a CD, but everybody in my group couldn't see a future in rap at that time because it was so hard to get into. Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? So everybody went back to the streets. You know, that's why half of them were dead and half of them uh, went, you know, back to selling drugs and shit. You know, we were all from the streets. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so right. Uh, that's why I was like, I'm going to keep it going. That's why I'm raw from no love. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, I'm never going to drop my niggas. You know what I'm saying? So even if they can't make the music with me, I'm going to keep their fucking name with me and I'm going to keep riding with the shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So once I saw that our dream was fucked because we couldn't get on stage, they couldn't see the reality of this shit being real. So mm-hmm. when you can't see the reality of something coming true, you motherfucking start playing it to the side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel niggas died, died, went to jail because they couldn't see the bigger picture, the bigger picture of this shit being real because... Nigga, it's only so much rapping you can do and passing out your CD. Yes. Nigga, you got to be on stage to feel that shit. You got to do shows to feel that shit. You got to have people come up to you mm-hmm. afterward to say, yo, yeah, nigga, I, I love you, nigga. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You got to be in it. You got to be in it to win. You got to be yeah, you just, for a little bit of time, just a little at the moment. That's not going to last. That's not going to give you the the big picture and the big goal what you're really trying to the, the long term. It's not going to give you that. If you're in it for the moment and you just like because somebody else is doing it, it's not gonna last at all. And then you got to think about like even the demographic of of, of dudes or niggas that you're dealing with. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shit. We used to 
Especially if you're dealing with niggas from the streets. Yeah. Niggas used to f- shit coming fast. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't and see that, the... Was the, that was the biggest yeah. thing. So once I did wind up doing it, because I had to do my own thing, and I saw the opportunity mm-hmm. to, and it was like a hip-hop hell where I, I started. Shout out to Ian and shit like that. And that was Talking like about, uh, Ian from uh, Justice Pub? Yeah. Me and oh, him. man. Right so, and that was one of the people I told you could get fucking clubs mm. and there would be nobody in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? God. And so I connected with him and I said, hey, there's nobody in this motherfucker, dog. Mm. I said, we get some of these niggas from, I know, that's family. Cause families is waiting to see niggas perform. Yes, yes, they is. Especially when they waiting. hear they look. Yeah, they are like that. When there's no place where you can form... They are waiting. And I said, yo, I can pack this bitch out. I was like, and I love hip-hop too. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So my thing was, I'm going to combine the two. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put like three backpackers on the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw three down south motherfuckers on some gangster shit on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of these people that know each other in Jacksonville to this day who mm. shouldn't know each other mm. because they're from two completely different walks of life mm-hmm. fuck with each other now right. because they started coming to these shows and you start forming a camaraderie with my bad yeah. with people in the struggle mm-hmm. you know that we're both rappers blah 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 you start collaborating you start making music together you start sharing connections and so you basically start forming a scene a real fucking scene because there wasn't one mm. and so once you start forming a scene like that because we basically took a need and a want and put them together. They needed a stage, and these motherfuckers needed some money. They needed people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's when Hip Hop Hell started popping off. You know what I'm saying? And I also started making a website, DuvalCountyLove.com. You know what I'm saying? Which was like a forum where everybody met and talked, shows, promoted, all that shit. It was like, the only place you could go to figure out who's performing this week, who's doing uh, what this week. And everybody, you know, typing on there, mm-hmm. saying shit, you know, you know, people promoting on there, all, you know, getting in magazines on there, all kinds of shit came to Duval County Love and everybody became a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And when they became a part of it, that grew the scene even more. But around that time, you know what I'm saying? We started getting. Uh, Go ahead, bro. Yeah, yeah. Around that time, we started uh, getting more and more out there. You know what I'm saying? And now, people are starting to see the potential. Because, like I said, we had stop and go a few times with Ian and Hip Hop Hell, and that's when I decided to go my own way, start doing my own promoting, and find my own clubs. And start doing Duval County Love Nights, which is how Indoexo came about. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. on that note, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to come right back with Raw from No Love. Dad. Black, who was here on time. Easy, <laughs> who's just getting here. Oh, he taking my police. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be right back on the Gunshot State Clock. Bop, bop. 
And we back with another episode, the same episode, probably for you, nigga, the last episode of the Gunshot <laughs> State Podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, easy, easy guy here. Uh, there you and, go. And uh, one thing that we wanted to do that we're gonna try to start doing for all our guests once we start getting things in uh in order. On behalf of Supply Pressure and the Gunshine State Podcast, we want to let you get give you this shirt, man. Make sure you know, you know what I'm saying? When you get up every morning, dog, you apply pressure, man. Easy. Tell them the logo, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. It's a lifestyle, you know? You, Definitely. It's, it's, it's for the, get the selected few <laughs> that get up and grind and go get it, you yeah, know? Exactly. Uh, this bitch every day then, nigga. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Might go to sleep in this motherfucker. Cause you applying that pressure, huh, my G? I hear you, OG. For real, for real. Hey, I don't want him to get nothing confused. For real, apply that pressure. That's real though. So yeah, man. That. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, let me. Go. I got a question. Yeah. Uh, what do you like best? Regular like rap or the alternative rock that you're doing? Shit, I like it both, man. I mean, because it's, it's... Man, the way I look at it, man... The Rock shit is black. That's our shit. We started that shit. You know what I'm saying? I told you, know? we started all this shit. Yeah, you know here, man. I mean, All this shit come from us. Motherfucker don't even know, nigga. We invented the banjo. You know That's, what I'm exactly. saying? Wow. So it's like... I did. Yeah. You yeah. didn't know that? I knew I that. just found yeah, that so out. I mean, just rock music. You know what I'm saying? I mean, shit. The hell, the term rock and roll was... Coined by uh, a DJ who wanted to play black music, you know what I'm saying? And he was trying to look for a way to get around because they didn't want to talk, you know, that uh, that soul shit, you know what I'm saying? So this shit has always been us, you know what I'm saying? You look at Chuck Berry, mm. you look at, you know, even Lil Richard, Fast Domino, exactly. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially Muddy Waters, Richard, you, you know, yeah. you look at all these people, you know, Rosetto Tharp, I mean, Thorpe. These are all people, you gotta think, think, just think about the history of fucking music, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Dude, there ain't never been a time, and I love white people, cause I fuck with them, keep coming to Trap House Chicken, but uh, there's never been a time where the rhythm and the percussions and all that shit was them. Yeah, you could totally look at that, man, on, mm. on everything, even... Where they dance and all that. You don't even got to go to the instrument. Is right. how they go to anything with rhythm, with a performance. We always been on top of that. Right. And they always duplicate what we got going mm-hmm. on because it's like, dang, they only could take it from us because they don't have it from themselves. This was juke joint shit. Exactly. This yeah. was the shit that went on in the backwoods mm-hmm. of fucking Georgia, Alabama, all the way up to fucking Chicago, you know, all these fucking places. Where the blues was, and then it eventually, go ahead, go, 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 go. it eventually morphed out into you know rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? And then you got people like Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis that were basically you know the white versions of you know the people I named earlier. You know what I'm saying? And they just snuck up and took that shit like they took everything else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's the same shit. That's why every nigga in here, whether they want to admit it or not, likes fucking rock music and yeah. got rock songs they fucking like. Yeah, yes. mm. Because yeah. it's our shit. It's mm-hmm. in your fucking yes. soul. Mm-hmm. Guitars, drums, mm-hmm. bass guitars, 
is in your fucking soul. Right, 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 right. That's why no matter what, how white the music gets, a motherfucker will... I like that fucking Nirvana shit, nigga. I like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I read Hot Chili yeah. Peppers was kind of dope, you know? Yeah. You can't help yourself because it's in you. It's, it's there. And it's in you. I've been, I've been rocking with Raw for a long time, right? So I remember, speaking of this, it's because... Neighborhood nip is getting on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> Nipping there going ham. Go ahead. So, um, as I've been rocking with Raw for a long time, like I remember, uh, I want to say this club, was it Free Birds on the Beach? Yeah, it was, it was Free Birds, yeah. It was a diverse crowd in there. A very, very, very diverse crowd. It was, you had white people, you had Latinos. He was just explaining how you he put the crowd black. together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And that's how, it's, it, dead ass what he had in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, he probably said it before I came, mm-hmm. so that's just the call, like what he yeah, just said. Yeah, exactly, so you yeah. just put the stamp on yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. When I went in there, and they went to doing their thing, I never seen, like, so many different type of cultures rock to one thing to mm-hmm. one tune it was like some real one band one sound type mm-hmm. shit in there and I was just in there like yo I fuck with dog mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what this is but I like this shit the I like it a craft, lot the know? whole blueprint of it you, yeah yo. I see what you mean yeah, cause it's all real and it's all love. You know. What yeah, I'm saying? that shit was. When it's true love, man, definitely stands out. No matter what makes you and what it is, what coach you putting together, whatever like that, definitely. He, yeah, and I'm like, listen, bro, that night was. You did that, bro. <laughs> 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 sure, sure, I, I had fun that motherfucking night, bro. Man, see, like, that's what the key right there is. Mm. Nigga said he had fun. I had fun. Nigga, man, and and that's the only thing I didn't miss. About doing rap shit, cause when you do gangster shit, man, cause I was signed with uh, T Pain's mom was my manager, so I did shows. Oh wow, T Pain mom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did shows with T Pain. I did shows with from. I done been on tour from the south to the north. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and it was like the one thing that I hated about doing like gangster rap and shit like that is nigga you gotta live that shit yeah, because you gotta live that shit nigga yeah, because you they can't do- talk that shit nigga yeah. cause nigga especially when you're like me and you do some gang banging shit you know nigga I done been in fucking clubs in the back of fucking Mississippi nigga and every nigga in there is wearing blue and shit and mm. you up there with your little red rag on or whatever and they just like you still got to perform your shit, nigga. You still got to perform that shit, and you better say it just like you said it on the motherfucking CD, nigga. And you better believe it, nigga. Because them niggas is waiting to check your ass on your way out, nigga. But if you come in there and respect that shit, they, they going to they gonna respect that shit right back with you. They going to yeah. be like, hey, nigga, I fucks with you, nigga. Yeah, with you. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, trust me. That's the only thing that I hate. You can't have fun when you doing that type of music because... Yeah. Niggas see you smile too much, they gonna rob you. Mm-hmm. They gonna jack you, they gonna snatch your chain, they gonna do something. That's exactly how I be too. That's exactly how I be in the hood too. Dude, you come around there with all that funny and laughing and giggling. Yeah. You know, you can walk through the hood and just handle your business and keep it moving. But you out there wanna be performing, wanna be laughing, nigga gonna tap you. Yeah. yeah they definitely gonna tap you and see what you because they gonna think you a clown. Yeah, that's, right. that's crazy you say that because, uh, I don't know, bro, you might be uh, familiar with Puerto Rico. Ooh. Puerto Rico, GMB Puerto Rico from here. Um, you sound familiar. Yeah, he dropped the cook up, a lot of shit here, you know. Uh, so funny story is, my cousin, you know, 
bro used to do, he used to dip and dab in the streets, you know, mm-hmm. the hospital, you know. So my my cousin went to go like deal with him one day, right? Okay. So before I, before we pull up, you know, I've been a fan of the man music, like you know what I'm saying. I'm sitting there bumping this shit, like hey, my dog don't smoke, but my dog do. You know what I'm saying? So I'm bumping this shit, right? And she, my, my cousin, like hey, man, pull up right here. So I pull up right there. We sitting there chilling and shit, man. This nigga come out the door. I never seen him before. As a matter of fact, I'm lying. I opened up for him, and bottoms up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he was like, yo, young nigga, I fuck with you. you know, ooh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Reggie. Yeah, shout out Big Reg. Yeah. So uh, what happened was he come out the door, and I see the nigga. I'm like, damn, that Puerto Rico, ooh, ooh. She like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just coming here. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, we about to dip. So we dip, and I just correlate what you say. Like, all I could think <laughs> of going home was like, yo, that nigga really live where he rapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that nigga really doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. But it's like, yo, you get to that point, like like you said, that night, I just had fun, you know? Yeah, and that's what, dude, I done did, like, man, I done did, like, fucking shows with, I don't know, with, like, Lil Wayne and at the run-ins and shit like that. Have you, you ever know? had to go in and do a show and then some shit popped off, like, in the crowd, and you just could not do your show anymore, you had to get up out of it? I mean, like, maybe you had to fight up out of it or grab your fire and see where the fire at? Man, shit, we had to do that shit one time, man. Dog, so with some fucking with a biker gang, man. It was some, man. I remember one time, man. We went in there, and you know they, uh, they had like they, you know, their vests is like their colors, you know. Yeah, what I'm okay. And my homeboy fucking was biker gang, B. Yeah, man. biker gang. <laughs> Go ahead, my so bad. We was sitting, you know, because we just set too, so we don't care either, you know. So we was sitting, you know, in there. They was waiting on us to perform, and it was a uh, matter of fact, I. I Give a shout out to Bernicia because uh, it was her show she was throwing. Um, mm. And uh, we was in there, and my homeboys was sitting on the you know one of the benches outside, and they they had a vest in between them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And he was like, uh, "Yo, hand me your vest." My homeboys like, "I got handing you shit. Nigga, get your own shit." You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Why well, I got to hand it to you? You know what I'm saying? And so. That started the whole fucking altercation they, right there. Could they feel you talk to me any type of way? Right. And so, my homie, you know, and see, that was another reason why I had to stop bringing people with me. Because these niggas, people I, I hang with, don't understand, nigga, is a show, I might be getting paid for it, you know what I'm saying, and all that type of shit. And when they ride, you gotta ride, you know what I'm saying, yeah, because exactly. it's deeper than rap, you know, mm-hmm. so... It's like, okay, we in there, and uh, so now they fighting. We're fighting in that bitch now. Whoa. Oh, man. You know Over a fucking vest. Yes. Over you know what I'm saying? So they fighting in there. I'm backstage, and I come around, and I see it's my people. I already knew it was my people. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew that. Because <laughs> it was kind of like a nice social type of setting. You know right. So if it was going to be anybody. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> going to be my people. <laughs> so, so I remember, man, and you know, them biker gangs, they roll deep. You know what I'm saying? It was a black biker gang, too. Yeah, they do. They, they roll deep. They yeah. do roll deep. Like we were only like seven of us, dude. You know what I'm saying? But, like I said, we fought our way up out of there, right? And then, like, I remember... And this was like a moment where I was like, well, they still make fun of me to this day about, you know what I'm mm. saying? I guess I'll share the story today. Mm-hmm. But I remember we had the show and 
my homeboy, uh, he had like a little twenty-two or something. He snuck in that bitch. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I remember he had to pull it out because there was so many of them around us when we got outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So one of us went and I, I think we sent somebody out before to go get the car. Yeah, we already knew. What time it was, you know what I'm saying? Because your boy got dragged in that bitch, you know what I'm saying? So they was mad, you know what I'm saying? So car pulls up, you know what I'm saying? We all jump in, and I know my friends, you know what I'm saying? And I already know they know who I am in this bitch, you know what I'm saying? Strictly know who I am in this bitch. So as soon as we get in the car, because everything's out in front, I see these niggas go. I said, nigga, if you do not bust that bitch, don't you fucking do that shit. I said, don't bust that bitch, dog. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so he like, no, nah, I'm just I'm just holding on just in case they try to pull out. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. <laughs> and then afterwards, all night long, don't bust, don't bust. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they kicked at you about no busting the shit. <laughs> Don't bust hey. that bitch. Hey, hey, listen. That's the that was the difference between Raw being here right now. Exactly. <laughs> and everybody or yeah, everybody got Because you the one over here and you didn't do that and you wouldn't bust and the a hundred of you don't you don't yeah. know how many of all they had out there. Yeah, and they all knew who I was. They didn't know who them niggas was. They knew who I was. You know what I'm saying? Sheesh. So trust me, I've had a lot of shit go down like that at different places, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. And that's why I had to. That's why when back in those days you would just see me by myself mm. because I'm like I'm concrete. I can stand on my own. I stopped bringing them because them niggas. Everywhere we went, you got to realize who you're. Yeah, everything was disrespect. You got to put your friends in certain pocket, man. This yeah. friend right here is folk. That's this. is that what you're gonna do on on like? That what happens. Don't get that nigga to go, Mike. I told you I want to go, Mike. Yeah, but that what happen when you got to put your certain friend like this friend right here gonna go to the beating meetings main See, meeting like, with me. This one will go over to the party, and this one can't go to the party. See, with that's me. like that's like that's why the nigga who y'all sent to the car, y'all knew he wasn't gonna fight. Yeah. So y'all, <laughs> 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 well, well, hey, for real, huh? well, then, yeah, that's one of the ones she she don't need to be fighting. Right, man. Man. Exactly. Exactly. We gonna hold this down. You go get the car. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that shit that shit happens, man. Like I said, you gotta. It, 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 we came from a different era. I mean, this era done kicked it up a whole nother notch, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This era done kicked it up a whole nother notch, but you had to be about what you're talking. Mm-hmm. And I think this era is more along the lines of, we done talked it, now we got to do it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm about this life. Don't approach me with it. And they're, they're like, nah, I might not be about that life, but I said I was, so now I got to show you I am. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it, it gets crazy out here, man. That's why I was like, I enjoy doing the rock music so much because, like I said, I would do these shows. You know, there's always fights, always drama. Sometimes don't even get to perform because they done, you know, they started fighting and shooting and everything else. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, and you'd be like, damn, man. And then, then you go and start doing these rock shows. And I'm in these rock shows. And man, these motherfuckers get drunk, and they get start making these mosh pits. They pushing, and I used to think 
oh, it's this is this is some violent shit, mm-hmm. right? But then somebody falls and they pick them up. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I'm talking about nigga. Motherfuckers be having bloody lips, busted noses, breaking shit, and somebody falls, they pick them up. Like, oh, mm. hold on, everybody stop. Let's get this guy up. And then they back doing it. Wow. And it doesn't matter. Females, whatever. And no one is fighting. It never leads to a fucking wow. altercation. Man, I done did fucking Rockville, big ticket. I'm talking about at the motherfucking Metro Park. Thousands of people, nigga. I'm talking about, nigga, I done did shows with fucking Limp Biscuit, All the motherfuckers That's one out of my there. Favorite guy, Limp you know what I'm saying? They and yeah. motherfuckers. You from there? So many motherfuckers out there. It's so many motherfuckers, and I ain't see one fight. Mm. Not one motherfucking fight. And it's like, damn, how can 10, 20,000 people, drunk as fuck, pushing each other, and then not be a fight? Now, there probably was a fight here and there. Mm-hmm. But, but it wasn't major. You, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I have, I've yet, I've done a lot of these fucking shows, I've yet to see a fucking fight, much less not even heard of a shootout. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes our ego, we let that ego get up in, in, and that shit in hurts. front of us. You know what I mean? You let that ego get the best of us. Yeah, that shit Instead hurts. of just, we up here vibing, we came and have a nice time. And you know, nobody go out there to look to beat somebody up or do anything like that. Yeah. But something happened, I spit a drink on you and I end up hitting your foot or something and I say, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? You got to be get all buff in the chest and now you want to go against me now. Right. Now that my guys that's riding with me, we ain't having that. Now your family and I, now it's like a whole big old thing. And it's like, bro, we could just say sorry, give each other dap and keep it moving. And but it's not going to stop. We can't do it. It's like, why? Remember the time we was in 5-7? Uh, I think it was called Frontier at the time. Mm-hmm. We sitting there, literally on, it's in Miami. At the Frontier, um, got our bottle. We had, we had some Remy. Because the bot in Miami, you can go to the motherfucking uh, the liquor store. It's like attached to the bar that we at. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you can ask for a bottle, and they reach in through the liquor store and pull in. Through yeah, so the we ain't paying like fucking nine hundred dollars for a fucking bottle. Right. <laughs> we finna take the fucking fill for Remy and go in the go right here and vibe. You know what I'm right. saying in the club. So um, whole bottle on the, on on the, on the table. Niggas is walking out. We was on the other side of the bar. Not where you walk in. We're on the other side. Um, nigga could walk through. It was crowded. Knock our whole table down. With our bottle. <laughs> Did the man apologize? At that point, now listen. <laughs> listen here, bro. Listen here, bro. You got you got to you got you gotta read the room. Listen here, bro. So so the nigga knock it down. The nigga say, "Oh damn, my bad." You say my bad. It's like you okay, bro. Damn, okay. Let's all get it up. All right, let's get we straight. All right. But listen here, bro. If I knock your shit over, I'm, I'm gonna offer to buy you another bottle. Yeah, bro. Man, listen I here. thought that's the thing, you know. I mean, you, you see, men, I thought that's what you do. You would do that, but you got some dude be like, "Oh, take my back and keep it moving." My bad, and that's it. Now you got some niggas that say, "Fuck your table, nigga." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Your shit shouldn't have been in the way. Uh, hey, listen, you feel what I'm saying? And then now you standing at me and your partner, and you got thirty in your home with these niggas in there. It's like, okay, you know, all right, bro, no pressure. Is that nigga yeah. moment about to happen? <laughs> <laughs> 
So and the, and the club is about this big, and yeah, you, you on go, the opposite side of yeah. it. You, you, See, yeah. That's the thing that I like about when I had my clubs. Nigga, I had the underground, which was uh, shout out to Cash and them. I had to take their old studio. Yeah, I had to take over their old studio on Timberquan Top Notch. Shout out to Vic. Trump, you know, all them oh, we had uh, Trump here last week, man. Mr. Trump. Hey, man, it was a good episode, too. Go ahead. But, you know, MOE's dope. And uh, I had uh, my studio there, and I converted that half the building, you know, half the building into a club, you know mm. what I'm saying? Called the Underground. And, man, we used to get lit in that bitch. Oh, that's what's up, Niggas man. rapping all night long shows. It was that's Fucking something I'm trying to amazing, build up too. I want to build something like that here in Jacksonville. Part of time, you know what I'm saying? I think even T. Rome came in that bitch when you know. Uh, T. Rome, shout out to him, his, man. Uh, we had that fucking. I think it was either Cocaine Cowgirl or uh, Outside Pussy was taking off and shit. T. Rome always been a hundred. You know mm. what I'm saying? You know, uh, Cash always been a hundred too. So I mean, you know, all them niggas always been a hundred to me. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Uh, Cause I would see them niggas everywhere man Like mm. I'd be in Miami They'd be like man Like Cash and them man. Like nigga what you doing in Miami Nigga I'm doing shows nigga What the fuck <laughs> We out here Dang, doing it bitch yeah, you know For real saying? for real But yeah every time I hooked up with them Whether it's Orlando or Miami man They always show, We always you know Duval links up You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. And nigga I done been A lot of fucking places I'm talking about some Hole in the walls And fucking Mississippi And Alabama and shit mm. and mother they done came through already and they already knew what time it was when the nigga started screaming Duval like yeah Cash was here a couple weeks ago like what and them niggas like yeah I fuck with them niggas man Duval niggas you know same thing in Atlanta everywhere we went you know Jeez. what I'm saying uh, them niggas them niggas paid pay some ways for niggas you know what I'm saying I can tell you that now being on the road they already knew what time it was when Duval stuck in the building you know what mm, I'm saying mm. So niggas can say what they want about cash, but nigga, them niggas pay. If you done some shows outside of Jacksonville, that was one of the niggas that had niggas screaming Duval and shit before you got there. Shout out to young cash, man. They knew what the fuck that shit was about because play what you want, niggas that nigga fuck with didn't play games either. Shout out to Face and all them niggas and Mike, I mean Matt and all them niggas. So yeah, they was a hundred. But like I said, man. It was, it was that type of shit. And then I got the club, Pentagon and shit. But, nigga, at damn near none of my shits, no fights. I didn't. Mm. Never. Never, because it was a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers respected me, and they respected my place. There's been arguments and shit, but there ain't never been no shootouts. Ain't never been nobody, uh, you know... You know, getting into no motherfucking fights and shit because it's always been love, you mm-hmm. know, when you come and performed at my places, you know what I'm saying? Right, when I put right, you on right, stage, right. you know, it's because, nigga, you ain't had nowhere else to go, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So don't yeah. fuck this up. Exactly. You know, exactly. respect what we're doing here, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm in, whether I'm at, you know. And you only got one time to fuck up some shit, yeah. man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm coming yeah. to give you an opportunity, man. Like, nobody want to give you shit. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Go do your thing. You fuck some shit up, man. You, you don't want nothing in life. Yeah. So I see it. And so then it's an environment you gotta bring a, yeah, as a yeah, promoter. Yeah. You know, because some of these promoters just want to get rich and they don't give a fuck. Don't you know, like, they ain't good. even looking. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? <clears throat> if anything went down in any of the shows I was promoting, 
Nigga, I'm in between you two niggas. Like, exactly. nah, nigga, I ain't about to do this shit here, nigga. Yeah, this y'all is gonna my do this spot. shit here, nigga. Then we gonna do this shit together, nigga. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. It makes you know? sense. It makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. And you respect my ground. Yeah. I take that shit somewhere else, not yeah. here. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it was always loving, man. We done had niggas from rival fucking gangs, rival sides of town, cliques that don't fuck with each other, mm. all on the same shows, nigga. And I'm talking about, man, we done had, man, I done put so many motherfuckers on stage because, like I said, it, that was my model, you know what I'm saying? Was to exactly. put different sides of town, different uh, type rappers, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, man, mm-hmm. I had, I done had spoken word artists on the shows, R&B singers on the shows. And I wanted to create a place for love for all artists because we're in the same struggle. So it don't matter if you did gangster shit, didn't matter if you did backpack shit, didn't matter if you sung, didn't matter if you did spoken word. We're all in this struggle together trying to get ourselves some type of name, some type of movement, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Just like that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's always been love, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, when I uh, left the game and shit, you know, I, I noticed things went the other way around, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, people started opening themselves up to the rap music and shit like that as far as promoting, letting people perform and, and all that type of stuff. And, and the scene <coughs> really grew because a lot of the people that run a lot of the clubs now with people that were in the scene. You know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. And grew up and got the money, nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's love now, you know what I'm saying? It's good to see, you know, like, even like the real thing to fucking, what's that other one? Uh, I remember the real thing when I used to try to promote that. No rap! No rap whatsoever! Oh, real team. Yes. You can talk about the real team. You said yeah. the real thing. Well, the real team. Yeah, I like the real team. I would have done that a couple of times. Yeah, they cool people now, but before, oh, they wouldn't even let you rap. No rap. No, no rap. That's what I do with all this stuff. No rap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, even like uh, places like Jack Rabbits, you know what I'm saying? No, no rappers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, nah. they're doing rap shows. You know they, they, it's only right because yeah. shit. If you want to get this bread, you trying to be in the industry, have a club or something like that. Uh, why not tap into all of it? They start seeing local rappers being lucrative. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I never charged, and that was another thing, man. I never charged an artist to get on stage ever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You ever. just had to get your shit. You just had to have I, your shit together. And these motherfuckers, man. I remember it seemed so fucked up. You would pay to get in to do a show your own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck that shit, nigga. Mm-hmm. I told these niggas like, man, I told, I man, I used to tell niggas like, nigga, don't be going to no fucking club, and you got nigga, they should be paying. If they ain't paying you, the least you they can do is let you in that bitch for free, because it's a mutual respect. You know what I'm saying? I'm performing for free, right. nigga. Give me some drinks, shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they had niggas literally paying at the door. To perform and bring, and all their friends paying, right? I, right I, and right, it's right. just like, nigga, yeah, what, that's what part how, of the game is because that? Because I was a promote, um, promoter too, and I was a manager that had an artist down in Miami. And the different clubs I go to, I was my first manager ever. Okay, okay. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like pay down, get my manager, um, my, my artist there, and then we'll go half on the door or something like that. So, yeah, I so I understand exactly what you're saying. We have to pay for that to get them on, the, get on stage. Yeah, and then you like, gotta pay man. to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then then you gotta pay again, and you probably they probably give you like five people to come in with you for free. Right. No, but everybody paying. I'm gonna tell you like this. <laughs> I remember when I realized how lucrative 
local rap was. I remember T.I. had a club in Atlanta called Club Crucial. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, man, it was four in the morning. The line is around the fucking corner. That's Miami shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's nothing but local rappers performing. Mm. But they had I, they had celebrities in there. I mean, we brought T-Pain tonight. We was there. You know what I'm mm. saying? It was Daz in that bitch. Greg Yo. Street was DJing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, T-Pain mom was his own. You had missed that. T-Pain mom was his manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a man. Yeah, you missed that. Go yeah. fire entertainment. Shout out. Damn, I gotta go. Sheesh. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, he missed the, you missed the whole story. Cause yeah. So let me, let's like, man, I had quick. an offer from like Dunk Riders and hey, Boy and fucking yeah. Universal. But what happened to me was I got saved. And that's what made me jump out the game. Nigga, I was on top when I stepped when you out mean, of what, what do you mean when you got saved? Because Dude, it's like... Uh, I had a nightclub. I had all that shit. I got into religion and got saved. Let me ask you a question when you all say right, that. All right, all right, all right. Hold on. No, hold no, on. Just, hold on. Hold on. Can we stay at the backstory before y'all get into the shit? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I got a couple like, questions. Like, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know if you know. Not to cut you off. I don't know if you know. You know, we talk about what you got going on and everything you did and everything, but... Part of part of our podcast is to sit down and just shoot the shits with you, bro. Yeah. And shit like that, like we just talked, like, are you know, religion is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was ready to go. No, I was not. No, I was not. No, I he was ready to go. He was no, ready to no, go I with you. You know what I'm saying? It was fight. Right. There. No, it wasn't. Don't listen to it. No, well, it go wasn't. ahead. But I was going to just ask you what I was going to say is because you you say you had you got saved. What I was going to say, even though you had got saved, why you couldn't still. That was something to your passion in a way. Right. You feel right. I was going to say, because you got saved, that means stop your passion that you always liked it from a young age because you got saved. Because mm. This is the thing about, and uh, believe it or not, T-Rone asked me the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like I said, T-Rone, I we need you on the podcast. a lot bro. of shit around the city. Because, like I said, I, I had my own nightclub, the Pentagon right there on Cassidy Avenue. I had a studio, White House Studios and shit like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I was doing a lot of shit, doing shows out of town. I was doing a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? So, but at the end of the day, I wasn't happy, you know mm. what I'm saying? Okay. But like I told you, man, when you live that lifestyle, nigga, you can't be friendly. You can't be, especially in Duval County, baby. You can't yeah, you be can't friendly, be friendly, but you if know? you think about it for one of the stories that you've been telling me, Cut you up, but the stories you've been telling me that you've been bringing nothing but positive love and positive yeah, vibe. Right. You bring nations together that nobody will actually think they will come together. Right. So I would look at it, even though you guys say you you still put another positive thing out there to and people. And I tried that, that at first. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? See, my thing <clears throat> is this, dude. One thing that separates me mm-hmm. from everybody else, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is when I do something, I do it all the way. Mm. Okay. I don't do shit half ass. Okay. So I told myself, and like I said, I uh, when I got saved, and the reason why I got saved, which is important. I'm like, yeah, that's what I wanted to get to. I got a couple questions. Yeah, Go the ahead. reason why I got saved was important because <laughs> I said, Pastor was next door to me. He was moving in to next to the club or whatever. You know mm. what I'm saying? And. You know, he would talk to me, borrow shit, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'd let him borrow him or whatever, whatever. When one day he was talking to me, and he was just like, do you have joy? 
but are you, you know, I know you get happy, but do you have joy? Joy is every day, you know what I'm saying? It's everlasting, it's every day. You get happy when you get money, you get happy when you get these females, you get happy, but it goes away. It all goes away. You know, you like the joy from God or the Lord is daily, every day. And only thing I had in my mind at that time is when I used to grind at Golfer where everybody knows me from, being out in that parking lot day and night selling my CD. I sold like 50000 just hand-to-hand, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Nigga, I bought a house, you know what I'm saying? It's off CD. Off of CD. I bought I a believe, house. I believe that. That's being DVD. Nigga, I still <laughs> have the house, nigga. You know, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's one of my houses now, <laughs> you know what oh, I'm that's saying? Up, but that's how I bought my first house when I was like 22 <laughs> years old. Mm. Selling fucking CDs. That's how I supported my family every single day. I told myself, I'm not working for nobody else. If I can, I'm selling these fucking shits. I'm selling myself all fucking day. And that's actually how I stopped smoking weed. Because I smoked all fucking day and night, nigga. Mm. But when you're working in the parking lot all day, people don't, and you're asking people for their last $10 to buy a CD. Nigga, you can't be looking like you about to smoke the shit. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Because so I'm right. going to do that shit myself, you know? So, so it got right. to the point where I was like, well, I'm only going to smoke before I get there and after I leave. And then it would get to the point where I'm too tired, <laughs> you know what I'm this saying, to smoke at night. Exactly. I'm going straight to bed. Or I got to go to this club and I got to stand out there. Or I got to, you know. So eventually, my my love of money kind of my level in the way of my love of weed mm-hmm. because I didn't have space for it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I was too motivated getting this fucking cash mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and so that led me to to where I was as far as you know pumping CDs and, and, and getting out there you know what I'm saying totally but there that. was this dude that would come out there and buy a CD from me damn near every time he saw me and he would tell me I don't listen to this type of music but I'm going to buy your CD because you're doing something positive, whatever, whatever. But this dude had a fucking smile on his face. And it seemed like he had the aura of the Lord around this nigga every time I seen him. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And he just was just so fucking happy every fucking time I saw him. And he just like, I just love the Lord. And that came in my head when he said joy. And I was like, man, I would love to fucking feel that shit. Mm. I would love... To mm. feel joy. I would love to wake up with a smile. I would love to go to bed with a smile. I would mm. love mm. walking every day with a smile. Mm. But nigga, I can never do that because of the lifestyle I lived. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, I was still out in the streets doing shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm, I'm wilding out here. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm running with niggas that you show weakness, nigga. You know, mm-hmm. you might be food. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love you, but nigga, that's just the way it is. It's cutthroat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I said, a lot of people respected the love that I brought at these places because they knew what would happen if you fucked around and fucked my money up. You know what I'm I saying? Got you. So, I got you. the you know, it's just like war brings peace. You yes. feel me? Yes. yes. So yes. that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So oh. niggas ain't fighting my shit mm-hmm. because they didn't want beef with me because nigga. I'm nice mm-hmm. I got love But nigga It goes to a fucking level Nigga mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying it Makes sense So All that shit 
Cause you, you have, have to be it. like that when you're in these streets. Right, yeah. When, when you step out this door, you gotta be. You gotta be that gorilla. You have yeah. to be that beast. You Make can't sure go. War brings peace. Yeah. You, but at the same time, listen to what a lot he said. He he said, "I look forward to this. I love this. I love doing this." They say, you know, love comes from looking forward to something. Like to have happiness is looking forward to something. Mm-hmm. To wake up every day to look forward to. Hey, man, I know I get to look my kids in the face. I get to look my, my my peoples in the face, my loved ones, the people that care about me. I get to do this, and I get to change somebody's life every day, mm-hmm. every second. You see what I'm saying? So I think it just comes from, like you said, looking forward to something, mm-hmm. knowing that, hey, man, this is this is where I found my peace. But when I was doing all this, I didn't find no peace. Right. I found a lot of, you know, playing. And, yeah, I had fun, but... No, nigga, like, like, to get that peace, I had to break your face. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense, in a, a sense, yeah. A little bit of both, I got you. I wanted that, and it's, like I told you, I don't do anything half-assed. That's why when I was selling those CDs, dude, I treated that shit like a job. From sun up to sun down. I, t- I told myself, yo, you go and work for these crackers pressure, 40 man. hours a week, yeah, nigga. You're going to do the same thing. You got to you. do the same thing for yourself. And that's why I went out there and I sold those CDs in that parking lot mm-hmm. like it was a fucking job, nigga. Do you feel like, do you feel like, because like I said, I, like, you weren't there five. I've been rocking with Raw for a long time, a long time. Uh, do you feel like going in that parking lot every day, selling the CDs, does it play a part in the businessman that you are today? Fuck yeah. No do you feel like that, yeah. that molded you? Well, see, I've always been a hustler, dog. Uh, Dude, my first check was at 11. Nigga, I was a paper boy, nigga. <laughs> I got a check, nigga. Apply pressure. I got a check. And then the worst part about being a paper boy then, nigga, you had to go to every fucking house at the end of the month and collect the fucking money. Mm, okay? You had, and then guess what? And you know, being black, that means your parents are like, yeah, we need to borrow some of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you coming up black. short some weeks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you, you got about 5000 on your hand from all these subscriptions, nigga. We're going to need some of this for the rent. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. That's how that but, went. You know? you know, that's always been me. I'm a hustler, oh, dog. You that's know what I'm saying? Up. That's what's and, up. And see, the thing about me selling CDs I didn't wake up and say, nigga, I'm going to sell CDs. It was a motherfucking epiphany, nigga. Because, nigga, I was actually comfortable, nigga. I was working at this porn store. I had a CD. And, you know, we like I said, mm-hmm. it dissolved because, you know, we couldn't really see shit. We couldn't get no shows. And, you know, what else can you do? You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I'm sitting there working at this porn shop. I'm cool with it. I'm looking at porn and bitches and mm-hmm. shit like that. I'm like, okay, I can live with this motherfucking shit. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I was staying in a trailer at the time, nigga. I was, and I was paying like $300 in rent. I'm like, <laughs> nigga, I was smoking all goddamn day and night, nigga. I'm like, I can live like this. I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. And then, so I lost my job on my day off. And the rent was due, nigga. And I was looking around. And I'm like, I'm going to put some of these CDs together. <laughs> nigga, I tried to fight her to... Cases and shit, putting them bitches together. And I went out to golf fair, and uh, I remember I used to always get kicked out of golf fair. That's why, I, but it was lucrative out there. But I used to always get kicked out of golf fair. And then one day I took them CDs up to golf fair, like, nigga, I need to get this money. I don't give a fuck. They don't have to arrest me tonight, nigga. <laughs> so I went up there with the CDs I had. I had like probably like 10, 12 CDs that I had to mismatch and put together and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And man, I went up there and man, I sold them shit in like 20 minutes. Mm. And I said, 
Nigga, that's $120, nigga. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nigga, I make, what, $6 an hour, nigga, now? You mm-hmm. know what I'm so saying? So that was the light bulb click then right there. I'm like, nigga, how long it takes me to make $100, nigga, working for these motherfuckers? Mm-hmm. And I was like... That's like four hours in the paint. Something like that to make a hundred something dollars at a job. Nigga, back then, nigga, I was making six dollars an hour, nigga. Oh, shit, yeah. Nigga, it took a whole motherfucking two or three days to make a hundred dollars, nigga. So, it got to the point where I was like, I took that hundred and twenty and bought me another pack of fucking CDs (laughs) and came back out there the next day. Nigga, the next day, I sold, I made like four or five hundred dollars. And then I ran into the motherfucker that owned the flea market, mm. Gooch. Shout out to Gooch. And I didn't know him, but... So I ran into Gooch, and I didn't know at the time he owned it, but, you know, I had been doing... Tele- I did some telemarketing for a little while. Mm-hmm. So I just used the telemarketing speech, you know what I'm saying, that I learned in that shit as my approach when I hollered at people, you know what I'm saying? So my approach was professional. Even though I was, you know, looking hood as fuck with these CDs mm-hmm. and gold teeth and shit, you know, and he was like, you know, I ain't gonna buy one from you, but I will let you sit out here and sell CDs from now on because mm. I like the way you, you approached me. me. I liked how you came at me. You wasn't trying to force me to buy this shit. You wasn't harassing me. See, I can have you out here because everybody else that come out here, they harass motherfuckers, try to force niggas, get mad at niggas. Mm-hmm. And... From that day on, it was only me and another dude that he let in that parking lot. Everybody else, he would pretty much scare off, you know, or, or have the security guards mm. push him out of the parking lot. Mm. And dude, when I tell you, man, I used to make a couple grand every fucking week. Just selling pushing your CD. Just, just selling my CD, dog. Every fucking week, dog. Wow. And that's why people didn't understand. They they thought I wasn't making no money out there. I'm just sitting out there, sweating. And it, and that was another thing. I always stayed in the parking lot. I never went under the little awnings and shit like that because people love to see you sweat. Mm. People love to see you work hard. People love to think you're lower than them. Wow. So I stayed in the parking lot. I never I looked at it like that. I never knew sweat. that. Mm. See me grind. Because they're going to motherfucking give me that fucking money because they're going to be like, this motherfucker's working. And it worked because I, the other dude that was out there, he was a gospel, whatever, whatever, he used to sit in that awning. That nigga ain't sell nowhere near as many CDs as I mm-hmm. sold. I sold so many CDs, I had to get somebody else to help me sell CDs because I had people coming from both sides of the entrance and I couldn't get them both. Mm. Shout out to Blue Gotti. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, I had somebody else have to come out there and help me sell these CDs and I started paying him. You gotta go the extra mile. If you want yeah. something that you have to... You gotta you, you and another guy got to be doing the same thing but you just have to work harder than the other person. Yeah, that was it. Shouts out to Kurt Son on the Petty Lives Matter podcast drop every Thursday. The nigga say, um, the nigga say, you can be on a uh, you could be on the highway and your car broke down, right? Yeah. And you could have your flashlight, light, your your hazard lights on. You you like fifty thousand cars will pass you. But if you outside that car, pushing that bitch, somebody gonna stop. Boom. Somebody true. else gonna stop. Yep. Cause somebody want to see you helping yourself. 
Just like what he just said. Just exactly what he just said. That's, that's the truth, and I figured that out. And, and that was where I met everybody for my connections, because every DJ came out to golf fair to get their bootleg CDs, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's crazy. You know? yeah, that's, and, uh, that's actually how I ran into Bigger Rankins and got on with him. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Wow. I was the first nigga that first local nigga he actually do a real nigga radio. You real. And it, I was so busy at the time, it. it took me like six months to actually do it with him. And this is when he was at the height when he just did plier shit. Oh, you know mm. what I'm saying? He just did plier shit. Legend in the building right now. Yeah, and, like for real, for real. And he just did plier shit. And he's like, yo, like you the first nigga. Right now. <laughs> you the first nigga I want from Jacksonville to do a real nigga radio. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I was too busy doing the when Gold Fire, you know, with T Pain shit mm-hmm. and all that other shit. That actually uh shout out to Lefty. He was the first one who did shout it. Out Lefty, We're gonna get Lefty on the podcast. Yeah, he was the first one who uh did a real nigga radio. For Jacksonville, but I was the first one he asked. You know what I'm saying? Sheesh. He came out to the parking lot and asked me to do that shit. And it was right after he was blowing up off of doing plier shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, so, I mean, like, shit, shit was a. Uh, I did one. It was dope. You know what I'm saying? But, but like I said, it got down to the point where I wanted that joy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I couldn't get that shit. From doing that. anything I was doing, I was just unhappy with life, nigga. I, I hated everything. I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't happy every day. You know what I'm saying? I had money, bitches. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't fucking happy. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> everything I do, I do 100. percent You know what I'm saying? Everything I do, I do it all the way. That's something my mom taught me from the time I was born. Shout out to my mom. If you're gonna do that shit, do it all the fucking way. Don't fucking have stuff. And that's what my mentality was. I'm like, nigga, when you sold drugs, nigga, you sold the fuck out from drugs. Nigga. No bullshit. <laughs> you know no bullshit. Yeah, I totally like You did too, some fucking saying. gang banging, nigga. When you did anything negative, you did it all the fucking way. And so, when I did this, I said, I'm going to do this all the fucking way. Mm. I'm not going to have to. I, shut, I stopped selling drugs. Nigga, I called every bitch I ever fucked. And well, what's funny is said, hey, we done. Mm. From here to fucking New York, <laughs> we done. I'm saved. I'm not fucking around no more. I'm 100%. Nigga, and then I even told my wife, that was the worst thing I ever did, nigga. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I was all in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was all in. You know what I'm saying? I said, I'm restarting my whole life all over. You know what I'm saying? And even at the club, you know, I started making niggas perform only clean songs and shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> but here's the caveat, though. I had to deal with Easy e you know what I'm saying, from 92.7. So I would have them perform every week and basically like a song battle type shit. And mm. whoever won, I would put them on the radio. Mm. So mm. even though you're doing clean music, you would get your song. You would get your song played on 92.7. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For that week. Oh, you know okay. what I'm saying? So, no one was doing that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, trust me, I still was doing shit for the fucking community. 
of, of hip hop, even though I couldn't be a part of it no more. And see, that's what that, I'm talking about. I see that, that. Okay, that's what's up. And even that's that became too much. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Mm. That became too much because it was still, you know, secular music. Pastor was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? And then I tried doing the Christian club. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. But crazy enough, our Matayo got saved around that same time too. And he would come and perform. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. So, yeah, shout out to Otayo. Me and him used to have, we used to perform together before that and shit, do shows and shit, you know. So I fucked with that nigga, but. Stinkerelli. Uh, I used to have, you know, a, a Christian DJ, you know what I'm saying, come and, you know, and, and I make zero money doing that shit, nigga. Mm. You would think they would promote something like, hey, it's gonna be Christian music all night, Christian rap, but nah. No. Nah. It was nothing, you know what I'm saying? But um, but the reason why I, I left all that, like I said, I had that's why Raw from No Love ain't never get signed. And, you know, mm. get to get out there. Because I was out there, son. I was out there, nigga. I was, nigga, I, I was getting flown to Connecticut. They were paying me. I got, I mean, most I got paid for a show was $10,000, nigga. This is show was, up. Just to fucking do a stick. And do what to do perform, I was there, and, say. and they had me there a week early. Took me to New York. And then on top of that, paid for two other people. They paid for my plane trip and paid for two people to be my entourage to come with me. You know what I'm saying? Just come vibe with you. Just to come vibe with me because I was going to be up there for a week and shit like that, dog. So, I mean, nigga, I was doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? I was doing this shit. But when I dropped off you know what I'm saying I just left all that shit I said fuck the deals fuck everything I mean at the time my manager that time was uh was Jolie she was a manager for uh Max B from uh, Dipset uh Free the Wave yeah from Dipset mm-hmm. and he's the one who wrote that balling for Jim Jones you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and you know he I think he might be getting out, but he was locked up. Mm-hmm. But that was gangrene entertainment and shit, you know what I'm saying? So, nigga, I had shit going on, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like, you know, when, when people think about me, oh, that's a failed rapper or whatever, they don't know the story. You know what I'm saying? I had that opportunity. Because, nigga, I was <laughs> doing shit when I started. I was, like, moving so far up. And my name was just, like, nigga, in ringing, you know what I'm saying? And I just... Dropped the, all the way the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Because wow. it wasn't worth my soul at the end of the day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I did that shit for like two years. You know mm. what I'm saying? I did that shit for two years. And I realized, you know, I got burnt by the church. And that's when I realized I was doing it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was following... A man and not following God. I was just, damn. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, and that gave me a whole new realization on life, because, dude, one thing I did get from that experience was, I am a different fucking person. I love fucking life, nigga. I mm-hmm. am happy every fucking day. I still retain that joy. You know what I'm saying, mm. and I love life, and that's why you know I'm blessed, and I'm blessed to do great things for other people still. You know what I'm saying? But the great thing about it is I get to be myself as well. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I understand it's a it's a bigger picture 
when it comes to God, you know what I'm saying? I don't, ain't nobody going to hell for saying fuck, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know? I, I totally agree with you, man. You know, I that's, told, the, that's the reality of it. This is, it's, uh, this is about your money, your yeah. heart, what it is, yeah, man. That's All that other stuff, it, what it is. It's more spiritual. It's mm-hmm. Your connection, your connection with him, yes. You know, because mm-hmm. religion is the art of, <clears throat> of putting these people together, the business of God. That's what religion is. Religion mm. is the business of God. Mm-hmm. There's nothing spiritual about business. Because business is the most evilest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. business is taking something that you got for a lower price or free and selling it to somebody else mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. doesn't know how to get it. Totally right. Or can get the same fucking price. Mm-hmm. That is business that is evil that's not a fair trade ever there's no equality in business you either and that's why the most savage motherfuckers do the best that's mm-hmm. why you have people like Donald Trump mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why you have people that that can motherfucking fuck people over their whole life and be on top because business is dirty as fuck business and when you is. try to do business too <clears throat> clean you're gonna go broke Exactly. You got to do a little bit of dirt, because guess what? That's business. You have to get something for a lower price and sell it more to what it is for a higher price. Exactly. That's business because you get some shit that's worth a hundred, and you get it for ten and sell it for ten. You're a dumb fuck. Yes. And not only that, you're gonna be broke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're gonna do nothing but repeating so the same be a thing. Broke, over. Dumb fuck. You know what I'm repeating saying? Repeating the same thing over and over. But the idea of business is evil. You know what I'm saying? Whether you like it or not. And religion is a business now. Anytime you can go to a church and they will preach to you, Jesus said not to sell shit, sell my likeness, not to profit off my likeness, not to profit off my father. They'll tell you the story when Jesus saw people selling fucking animals to sacrifice and blah, blah, blah out in front of the church. And he came and threw that shit down and then tell you, go buy my shit in the lobby. <laughs> go get this, go get my book. We got some, we got some fucking CDs up front that you can hear the sermon tonight for $5. You know what I'm saying? In the same fucking breath can tell you exactly what Jesus preached against and then make it okay for them to do it. Because mm-hmm. that's the business of religion. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and take a break on the Gunshot State podcast. We're gonna come back back on the last segment, the last segment on the shoot the shits, yeah. and we can go ahead and wrap it up after that. Let's go with everybody. Yeah. All right, bum 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 bum, dude. And we back with another episode from the Gunshot State podcast. Oh man, I don't have my freaking sounds right now, so y'all gotta bear with me. Um, when we still here with. We still here with Raw with no love, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. And um, this is a segment right here. You feel what I'm saying? We got a couple more minutes. Raw we gonna get no a, love. Raw from no love. Raw from no love. That's yeah. What's up. Like you said, he he never dropped the no love. He ain't never want to leave his niggas behind. So when you say raw, just say raw from no love. <laughs> you got to say the whole thing. Like a tribe called Quest, you got to say the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is the shoot the shit segment, man. Uh, easy, man. What you what you seen this week, bro, that you wanted to shoot the shit about? Uh, uh, I was talking to you about this like 
I was talking to Five about this earlier this week about, you know, being consistent, you know. It's so easy to lose sight of what you got going on when you get you get yeah, you get sidetracked by different things that's going on around you. Right. But I think it's something you have to put on that or something you look at that remind you like, hey man, this is the ultimate goal here. This is what I got to do. This is what I got to accomplish, you know. Um because like I said, sidetracking is getting easy, but I mean getting back on track first. is so hard. You see what I'm saying? And you like once again, like I said, as, as a business owner, like I was talking to Rob about this, like it's hard to, to fuse all of them lives. So I got everything he was saying, like either you're gonna separate or you're gonna fuse this shit and chaos is gonna come because you still got shit going on from this world, this world, this world. And, you know, being a father, a business owner, hella black man, you know, these are all different worlds you gotta walk in in 24 hours. You see what I'm saying? So right. Like you, you, you got to, you got to keep pushing through each one of these. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta be tunnel vision when you out here. When you see your goal, you see what it is because it's so much gonna come to you. The thing that you don't want to do, it come to you tenfold. Mm -hmm. You say, I want to go viral here, but I ain't do. You got for some reason you could say, man, I'm not smoking today. I ain't buying nothing. For some odd reason, all your homies come up with the loudest trees and come pull up on you with yeah. this and say, bro, we got this. You got to be ton of vision to what your bigger picture and what you want to see into your dreams. You definitely. Because what they got going on, they still doing what they doing in their life, naturally. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. just shit. Hey, I want to smoke the best gas. I want to, you know what I'm saying? You got to put yourself we first. we start talking to ourselves and living in our heads saying shit like, damn, boy, I ain't smell no gas like that in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe if I just, you know, but it's, is you got to be, you got to be strong, man. You got to keep pushing. You know, it's it's, it's all a part of the hustle. And like I said, that's those are those are different. Those are different aspects. You wake up and you have to live those different worlds. You see what I'm saying? You got to you got to wake up and be the, the entrepreneur. You got to wake up and be the businessman. You got to wake up and be the uh, the, 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 the 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 hustler, the family man. The you know it's. It's different mm-hmm. worlds. You see what I'm saying? Like you just said earlier in the show, like it's be them certain friends that you can't you can't you take can't certain be, places. Yeah, you got to put certain people in certain pockets. Yeah, because <laughs> they live in that type of world for you. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, hey man, boy, that's my hustle friend. That nigga, I get in the car with him. He probably got a gun. He probably got a motherfucking warrant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ain't no right. telling what the fuck y'all you know saying. He gonna get out and run. I don't know why the fuck run. I gotta go to work in the morning. I ain't with this shit. You hey. see what I'm saying? Don't bust. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You got you got that friend that's a a businessman that you can't you can't take him around. Exactly. Like I had a homeboy hit me up one day to my bro, man. I feel good, Ross. I say, bro, hey, I'm not that homeboy. Call Tyrone. (laughs) Hey, hey, call me when you want to get rid of something. But go and grab something. Hey, bro, I'm not that homie. (laughs) Make it back safely, bro. I love you. And that's it. (laughs) And I'll go back to being consistent, man. Like you have to be consistent on what you got going on and be firm on what you got going on. Continue to believe in what you got going on. Ain't nobody else gonna believe in you until like like Ross said, to you believe in you and you showing you working for you. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like biggest thing no. you're ever gonna need in the business is sacrifice. You cannot mm. gain anything without losing. Mm. There's there's no way you can be successful in this world without losing. Of course not. Mm. Every every failure is not a really failure, it's a lesson. Yeah, you gotta gain by losing. You gotta you drop definitely. something. You know what I'm saying? Just like for me, it was the weed because that shit was a crutch for me. 
I smoked too fucking much, man. <laughs> I smoked way too fucking much. And it got to the point where I know... And see, there's people that can smoke and fucking go do a college thesis for fucking Harvard. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like me that say, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight it do, up. It's something in weed that does got a little ingredients yeah, my fuck it. Yeah, I, I'll be... That was me. You know what I'm saying? Everything was fuck it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like... Well, I can always do it tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. you got to know, and I love weed, nigga. I, was one of, I grew weed. I was one of those motherfuckers that had posters all over the wall, nigga. Mm-hmm. Nigga, when I sold crack, nigga, man, I stopped motherfucking selling weed. I only smoked. I sold weed just to smoke weed, nigga. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it was live. Like, that's all. I didn't give I just wanted to smoke all fucking day and night. Mm-hmm. And if you came to my motherfucking house, nigga, we all smoking, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I'm not coming over unless I can smoke over there. Yeah. I'm not coming to the club yeah, unless yeah. I can smoke inside yeah. the club. <laughs> I'm not driving in the car unless I can smoke inside the car. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I had nothing to show for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I got kids, and I had a hard upbringing as far as wanting shit, always wanting shit. You know what I'm saying? At some point, I said to myself, I want more. Mm. I want more You know mm. what I'm saying Everything I'm doing now Is gonna be there later mm. You know what I'm saying mm. I have goals I need to accomplish I got dreams I need to do I have to be a man And stand up For my family mm-hmm. Cause if not My sons are gonna go The same way I went You know what I'm saying uh, Same thing with my daughters You know what I'm saying So I had to be Somebody That I might not have Wanted to be You know I had to become Somebody that They can look up to I had to lead my family through You had to this sacrifice for the poverty. other breed to go ahead and go you know and blossom. I got you. So that's what it became for me. It became are you gonna be a real man or are you just gonna be a fucking follower? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna make a path for your family to follow or are you gonna sit in these fucking woods? and starve and let them fend for themselves Mm -hmm. and that's what it came for me that's why man I said I'm a motherfucking grind my kids are gonna have a future I've never Mm -hmm. had my kids live fucking my kids are fucking they act like they fucking white nigga I'm surprised by the shit they say sometimes you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) these niggas niggas are spoiled and you know what that's how I want it you know what I'm saying damn right I want them to have high standards I want them to feel like you know, my son tells me all the time, he's like, because he's in college now, he stays with us. He's like, Dad, I ain't never leaving. No, you got to get your ass out. He said, I ain't never leaving. He said, nigga, it is good here. Now, you know what? In a way, it's like you, you would like for your kids to go out there and get it on. But in the other way, you like, you know what? I built this for you. Yeah, you really is. don't really have to leave. You know what I'm saying? See, like, why not stay here? I want you to go and be a man, but. Hey, See, you gotta understand I... that's that's the key part. You want them to go be a man. At what age are you a man? Mm-hmm. You ain't a man until you're like 25, 26. I thought you ain't a man to be able to hold your own, be able to pay no, your own. You can hold your own, but that don't make you a man. That's true too. When Maturity, you are, when you're front of lobe is the man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And see, we think age. Age ain't nothing. No, age ain't nothing. The ability to make money makes you a man. None of that shit makes you a man. Because you have to guide these children mm-hmm. 
to be a, a leader where they're here. stable and yeah. they jump off from your platform. We got our kids jumping off from a platform and they, we ain't even stable. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So how the fuck? You, you know, and then we expect to them to do better than us when we just threw you off a fucking platform and you wasn't even ready. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So my whole point was this. Man, my kids are going to be with me until they're 25, 26. Because that's when I feel that you're an adult. Because one thing you have to understand is you're still a child. You're still a fucking child. I don't give a fuck what the state says. I don't give a fuck what the city says. I don't give a fuck what society says. You're still a child. Okay? And the reason why you're still a child is because, man, there's things that you have not experienced that will fuck your whole life up if you don't have some type of support. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You've got to go through shit in order to understand that. Mm-hmm. And my thing is this. Okay, you graduate college. Now you're a man. Now you're ready to be on your own. Fuck no. Nigga, what kind of job you got? Okay? Mm-hmm. What kind of support can you have for yourself? Are you going to be living by yourself to struggle, nigga? Because <laughs> you got a good job and you got a degree and you're working your way up the company? No. No, fuck that. When you get out my house, you're going to go from one house to the next house. You're going to go from my way of living and your standard of living to the same standard of living. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because if I got you living and you eating motherfucking filet mignon, nigga, don't leave at fucking 19 because you feel grown or you think you're a man or whatever and be eating fucking ramen, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. So my mentality has always been, y'all are still children. Mm. You're still a child. I'm still going to control what the fuck you do until you're 24 because you're still going to be doing stupid shit, okay? My son's 22. My son's 20, and I done had to put that nigga on car punishment. Nigga, you done got too many tickets, nigga. I'm, sitting, I, I'm taking that shit because that's what you do. You know what I'm saying? That's how you keep your kids alive, stable, and able to move to the next place in life mm-hmm. to surpass you. You see what I'm saying? If you want your kid to be like you, then have them motherfuckers jump in the street at 14. If you want your kid to be better than you, you give them a fucking solid ground to jump off and it can go higher than you. Mm-hmm. You see, they mm-hmm. can start off where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They can mm-hmm. start off where you're at right now and literally take one step and be better than you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Both my sons, one of my, my sons got a master's degree. He's 24. Nigga, you already better than me, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. We don't want them to be equal to us. We want them to be, be better. better. Exactly. And you have to take control of their credit. You got to take control of their finances. You got to make sure you're not just teaching them uh, how to live, but how to survive in today's modern economy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not just a matter of survival because, yo, like I always tell people, you can't raise your kid in the jungle and wonder why he's wild. Hmm. Did y'all niggas hear that? No Ooh. church in the wild. Woo! So, for me, I raised my kids in the city. They don't even know what the jungle look like, nigga. Hmm. Because that's why I work so hard <clears throat> so they can avoid that type of life. 
but you don't get it twisted. I let them know. I done took them where I'm from in Philly. I done took them to every hood in Jacksonville. And I told them, like, hey, it's a blessing to be where you are because some people don't have an opportunity or a dad like me to be able to get them to where they're at. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it only takes one bad decision mm-hmm. to fuck everything up. And that's including me. Nigga, I, every day, you got to make smart decisions. Every day, I am one bad decision from having nothing. No bullshit. From having nothing. One bad decision from having nothing. From losing the presidential Corolla. There you go. <laughs> one bad decision. One moment of weakness. One anger. One upset. One nigga tried me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's all I am away from having nothing. And sometimes you can be one of their bad decisions away from having nothing. Mm. Ask Sandra Bland and shit like that. You can be one decision from them mm-hmm. making that's, you have nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's why no, you always no, got to be on your shit out here. You always got to be on point out here. And when you raise your kids, you got to raise these kids to be better than you. And you got to let them know, hey, I'm giving you a foundation to jump off of. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All this kicking your kids out of 18 and 19, we're the only, we're the only people that do that. Us and, and, and poor white people. We're the only people that say, hey... 16, 17, 18, you're grown, get the fuck out. Nigga, you go to an Asian house, nigga. You go to a Mexican household. You go to any European household. You go anywhere the fuck else in the world. You so right. They is telling you go to Africa, nigga. Because I'm 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 Haitian. And my Haitian people, they are grown like they 29, 830, they 32, and they all in the household. Yeah. They is not, they is not, they're not kicking it up because they end of the day, like, why are you going out there for? Right, what, especially if you ain't got what you need to be exactly. Out there. What what you doing that for? The house is right here. What's right. the sense of doing that? Because you want to be grown, you want to do this. No, you don't got to do all that. Yeah, this is how we gonna run. It's like, and you see a lot of more successful like that. That re, what time when they really step out, yeah. they 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 own they grind. Yeah. They you can't tell you them now, nothing. The biggest thing I found out, nigga, tiles are expensive, nigga. <laughs> okay, nigga. <laughs> Nigga, that was the biggest shocker I ever found out, nigga. <laughs> nigga, I remember my mom used to complain about, nigga, don't have my tiles outside. And don't, nigga, what you doing with those good tiles? Wiping up the water? Blah, yeah. blah. Like, nigga, we got a million tiles in this motherfucking closet. Look at the fuck about these motherfucking tiles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Nigga, when I got out and said I was going to go to the store and buy me some tiles, nigga. Yeah, the tiles is missing, nigga. Boy. That's when I knew I wasn't ready for the world, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> nigga. Fuck with your heart, nigga. Shit. And then you want your kids to go out there and they can't afford towels, nigga? Shit. And much less furniture? Nigga, don't even talk about furniture, nigga. Oh, man. You got four towels in there, nigga. <laughs> shit. Nigga, with the amount of money I thought I was spending on furniture, nigga, I had to spend on towels, nigga. We nigga, sleeping on these shit. Nigga, nigga. with exactly. the Ikea and lost his mind. Exactly. 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 Trust us, nigga. My point, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They need to be able to buy the furniture for their house. Yeah, they need to be able to have tiles in the closet. They need to be have they they should be able to step out and be stable in order to take on this world. And this shit's hard. This shit's hard, especially when you're black, especially when you're born without shit, <clears throat> and then especially when you're born without the knowledge and the education that everybody else has been spreading down and passing down through generations because. Education isn't just taught at schools. 
it's passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's passed down from generation to generation to generation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Trust me. These kids out here ain't that smart just because, man, just think about the vocabulary that's on some of these SATs and shit. That's regular house words for these white people out here. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's stuff that's regular words. Mm-hmm. Dubious. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, <laughs> nigga. Uh, dubious. You know, like, shit. <laughs> nigga, I ain't never used that motherfucking word until just now. I, I just want to say, I never used that word until just now. <laughs> but they're in households <laughs> saying that shit. And then when we dubious. get to a SAT and they say, well, dubious is to uh, um, perturbed as is to dubious. And we're like, nigga, what is either one of these fucking words, nigga? <laughs> you get a text in Google. You know? Hey, Google, what is dubious? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what happens when you hit these SATs, and that's why they say they're culturally biased. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because those are the words they're passing down. Mm. And we're passing down, nigga. What do you do? What's happening? Okay. So... You feel That's me? not gonna be on any SAT. Mm. That's not gonna be on any fucking. What's popping over there? <laughs> Get your ass out of here. To any college, you can't put that shit in a thesis. Okay. What's dubious, bitch? What? Fuck <laughs> 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 uh, real quick. So man, uh, Ralph, no love. I want to say I appreciate you, man, for coming out, man. Uh, you got anything coming up, bro? Uh, shit, I think I'm going to do this Indo-XO show, the 18th, my homeboy, DJ, uh, TJ, the Deacon, you know, doing that shit. Um, you know, I got Ask Me If I Care, check us out, askmeificaremusic.com, we still doing shit. You know, uh, and of course, Trap House Chicken, THC, Merrill Road, 5907. Come check us out, you know what I'm saying? Top rated on Yelp, top rated on Google. You know, they've been in a couple magazines. It's top five in the city. So just fuck with us, you know what I'm saying? And stop all that fucking dry snitching y'all be doing on Yelp and all these fucking cookie groups and shit, man. Support black-owned businesses. And that means if you don't like the shit, move the fuck on. That's it. That's all you got to do. Keep it fucking moving. Easy. Got something coming up? Oh, yeah, hold on. Shout out to my wife. My kids, you know what I'm saying? All my family out there, you know what I'm saying? Because trust me, without my wife, you got to have somebody that's stable, secure, mm. to ride through all your bullshit with you. That's what's up. <laughs> trust me, it's been a fucking roller coaster dealing with a nigga like me. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And I want to give a shout out to all my kids. I'm proud of them, and I'm going to stay proud of them, whether they motherfucking dope fiends or drug dealers or motherfucking the president of the United States. I'm gonna kick that ass though but I mean I'm still be proud of you no matter what cause you're my children you know what I'm saying and shouts out to my beautiful wife one more time because <laughs> you know Hey man, you, y'all should come do the relationship podcast with us, man. Oh, she'll love to, but she ain't gonna say nothing. She, gonna, <laughs> she frees up when she go on camera, man. We did an interview with the motherfucking TV show. We were talking about the motherfucking THC and shit. The only thing she could say was sexy red. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say my wife again because she gonna fuck me up for saying that. So, oh, <laughs> Easy. What you got coming up, man? Uh, man, y'all know it's always something with me. Um, son got more misfit shit dropping. You got hoodies dropping. Um, the cool gray mm-hmm. Letterman's dropped, sold out in twenty four hours. Boom. 
Yo, that shit was <laughs> yo. What sold on twenty four hour? I, I missed that. I dropped my cool gray Letterman jacket. So oh. uh, I dropped them what Thursday. That shit sounds fresh. Yeah. I don't even know what it looked like, but yeah, just like, just the sign of it, yeah. right? That's something yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna show y'all, yo. I <laughs> that woke shit up. Sound um, nice. I dropped it on TikTok, you know, um, and I really ain't even a big hit on TikTok like that, you know. I didn't really even know how to use it, but I ended up dropping it on TikTok. I dropped it on IG, and I dropped it on Facebook last. Uh, what shit? TikTok and IG ate that shit up before Facebook could. And when I dropped it on Facebook. Yo, one of my people dropped on there was like, huh? I said, yeah, they gone. She was like, no, I need one of everything, sir. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Shots, man. Uh, man, that's dope. But hey, it, that's was, it was, it was, it's real dope. They sold out real quick. Um, I'm anticipating the same thing happened with my son, line. You know, uh, he got something really dope coming. So, um, I said, just be looking on the lookout for apply pressure. Uh, that's what's up Me man I'm I'm here man I'm just trying to get Beat banging entertainment Off the ground man Doing my thing With the producing No it's already um, off the ground bro Keep going <laughs> that's yeah, that, There you go that, That's what's up The pressure cleaning company man You know That's basically it man That's all I really got going on This week Y'all already know With me man It's always simple Gunshine State Podcast Dropping every Monday We got the four sportsmen Dropping every Wednesday then we got the No Name Podcast dropping Friday. Petty Lives Matter dropping Thursday. I said that backwards because it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Then we got the Two Perspectives Podcast. We just dropped another one this morning on Sunday. We talked about communication and relationships and marriage because it was communication versus comprehension. Because I think, I think, communi- fuck communication. Just understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's both there going both hands. See, see, look, see, here we go, 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 here we go. Comprehension, nigga. Yeah, but it both going both hands though. Go, go, go ahead. So yeah, and we gonna keep it banging. You know what I'm saying? And we here, man. Gunshot State Podcast. It's a show every time, baby. And I still follow my pain. This what I wrote. We follow. Yeah, I've been in the cut like a barber. You hear that shit? And on my feet, I rock McQueen, still ain't forget by me. Cause nigga, my dog win and we all win. One spin and we all spin. Cause don't do no talking. Toes down, I'm on all ten. Chase a bad that all in. Blow your tie like a dolphin. I got niggas in the coffin. Man, I've been missing the all thing. Got money on my mind, ain't talking about it. You ain't winning, hit a lace, so why you talking about it? Keep my pistol at my bag, come cost about it. Watch out for your dog, pet it, they don't cost nobody. Blake Griffin in the front, be don't talk about it. Be still like a hobo, won't walk with all this. A real one clunk, cut, check my coat. Four pocket four that four by four. And all of my steppers, they ready to go. You gon' think I told Bubba, so fast I'ma blow. And when I up need it, she blow like a nose. Flow so sick, you'll think I got a cold. Young clutch in the semi, got still like a nose. You come right now where you get tall like a toll. I'ma wake up with baby, you already know. Like you at a shop to tell you. No niggas ain't really been feeling my pain, cause the pain I fear I'm made. And I stuff all of my pain is what I wrote three, five like paper. Yeah, I been in the cut like a barber. Kids of fate ain't doing no tips. And on my feet, I rock McQueen, still ain't forget by me. Cause nigga, my dog win and we all win. One spin and we all spin. Cause don't do no talking. Toes down, I'm on all ten. Chase a bad that all in. Blow your tie like a dolphin. I got niggas in the coffin. Man, I been missing the all. I know my time and no dash in the shine. Play my little part, everything fell in line. Transformin' these niggas like Optimus Prime. Jumpin' right in, I ain't wasting no time. They knowin' that nigga, I done in my prime. Big count figures with no nine to five. Only 15, 20 ball in my thighs. You wanna see a beast, let me straight in my eyes. You gon' see a monster and everything that I conquer. Nigga, I came up from under the heart of a mama. Don't get a crap on my mama. The size of a son I would conquer. Keep it a hummer. These niggas love
lucky I'm humble, but I got the bag, I won't fumble. One slip, I won't tumble. Gorilla come straight out the jungle and ready to go like a ton. No niggas ain't really been feeling my pain, cause the pain I fear a major. And I stuff all of my pain is what I roll three, five like pickles. Yeah, I been in the cut like a barber. Catch a fade, ain't doing no tables. And on my feet, I rock McQueen, still ain't forget my mate. Cause nigga, my dog win and we all win. One spin and we all spin. Hush don't do no talking. Toes down, I'm on all ten. Chase a bad that all in. Blow your tie like a dolphin. I got niggas in the coffin. Man, I been missing the all